I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. Episode 007, Pete Primo here with Simon Aronowitz, the testimonial guru. Simon has helped me coach, uh, has, has helped coach me in my marketing. He's also helped me with my testimonials. Um, and uh, he does a lot of other things besides that. Simon, what else do you do besides your testimonial business? Well, um, I spend a lot of time make uh, editing review uh, videos for people uh, not just testimonials but other things I'm working on a new project uh, helping businesses get online reviews from their clients and I'm not bad at the washing up as well Pete <laughs> so our audience today are my uh, furniture and mattress store owners we also have some retail salespeople on the phone and I am sure that are listening to this I should say and we also have some sales reps that I've attracted over the years. Um, so let me ask you this. You are the testimonial guru, first and foremost. And after that, you're a fabulous marketer. Thank you. If, if there is one uh, mistake that you see more people make with their testimonials, what is that mistake? And, and how do my listeners avoid that mistake? Okay, Pete. Well, the the one mistake actually doesn't just apply to testimonials. It applies to any business trying to get reviews as well. And the big mistake really is to not take it seriously and not think about it until it's too late. It becomes an afterthought. And it's only once the transaction is finished and the client's pulling out of your parking lot that you think, oh, yeah, uh, I want a testimonial from them or I want a review from them. And it's too late because now you're chasing them. And if you had an integrated approach to it, if you were thinking about what would your testimonial or review say and how would you make sure that they just fall into the net and that you get them so everything just flows, so you're not chasing people to get either a testimonial or a review, then you would be bringing the subject up with your customer much earlier on in the transaction. For a start, they'd be they'd be more prevalent in your marketing so that you'd be able to discuss that with your new customers when they walk in the door and say, well, did, did you see the reviews on our website or did you see the testimonials in our TV ads? Well, we're hoping that when we've done a great job for you too that you will also pay it forward and give us a review or a testimonial so that other people like you can find out why they should come to us and be satisfied customers. If you bring it up right at the beginning, then you see it, and you can get the, the, the customer to agree to uh, doing it in principle. And, you know, uh, a promise and an agreement is so much stronger than something that's just airy-fairy. And chasing your clients for something that you never discussed with them is not going to get you what you want, but it's what most businesses do. So the biggest mistake is not thinking about it until it's too darn late. And that's almost every business. It's great advice. So, so let me break this down a little bit, and you kind of correct me if I'm going off track. So, number one, they need to make a decision 
that testimonials and reviews are important to my business and I need to use them in all of my marketing and my messaging to the customers so that they understand at some point if I become a customer I'm gonna be asked for a review I'm gonna be asked for a testimonial they're, they're gonna know that and the other thing is that it has to be part of their sales process so instead of their salesperson saying hey we're great they don't say that they say hey this is what one of our customers say and you show them a testimonial in your sales process so they understand that testimonials and reviews are an important part of your business and uh, they they see actually see it modeled during the process um, instead of it just being a sloppy begging process after a sale is made. Yeah, exactly. You say make it part of your sales process. And Pete, in the same way that um, the retailers who buy from you all have a copy of their Do the Right Thing Bill of Rights, and they've all said uh, that Pete does these things deliberately. It's not by accident. The same thing needs to happen with a, a retail store in getting their reviews or their testimonials, is making the steps that are required to make that happen, the scripting that's required to make that happen, incorporate that with everything else. And, and Pete, I know you and I have talked in the past about the policies and procedures, the scripting, the choreography that, that a good retail rep will follow through. And, I mean, that's not an accident, is it? What a what a successful store wants the sales associate to do from A to Z the the process and the choreography that they want them to follow the best stores that you have buying from you they know exactly what that needs to look like and they train real hard don't they yeah they sure do and, and by the way um, many uh, I, I can't tell you Simon how many people have asked um, Pete did you come up with a bill of rights on your own and no um, actually. Simon, take a bow, because Simon is the one who shared that idea and that concept with me. And Simon and I probably took us a few weeks before we ironed it out, but we spent a lot of time going through a process that arrived at the Bill of Rights. And it involved my best customers. It was not a hit or miss situation. We, we, uh, we aimed it directly at our customers and our top customers were involved in that process even though they may not have known they were involved in that process they were and I mean just to focus on the Bill of Rights for a second by being explicit about what you're trying to do for your retailers for your clients that makes you different from another rep it now it, it, it's like going from the black and white in, in the Wizard of Oz to Technicolor where now it really sings for them why they should do business with you. It really kind of brought it out. If they didn't know already, it just it made it very easy for them to identify what made you different. Before it was very fuzzy, but they, they knew it in the back of their heads. But it made it very explicit while, when you put that out to them and gave them a copy for them to keep you know, in a frame. And the same thing is true with um, reviews and testimonials, is that your clients may well instinctively have this warm, fuzzy feeling at the back of their heads, but by putting it out there in your marketing, it makes it explicit. And you're, you're in the same way that you set a higher bar for yourself, Pete, by putting out those, you know, those rights, you set a higher bar for your, yourself, but also for your competitors when you've got these testimonials talking about how great you are. And um, 
you know how great you are, what your clients are saying about you, why you're different, why your service is so much better, why you got better value for money products, is you set yourself head and shoulders above your competition when you do that because no one else is doing that and you're the only one that's got all these clients talking about why they wouldn't shop anywhere else. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, so let's walk back a little bit on this and... You know, one of the things that I've encouraged all of my listeners to do is start to educate yourself on marketing. And I remember that, you know, my where I ended up was GKIC. And specifically, I was recommended uh, to talk to Simon uh, from somebody in GKIC before I went to the first uh, conference. And I went to the conference and you introduced me to Jeff Giannakovo. And me and Jeff have gone on to become great friends, Simon. So I want to thank you publicly for making that introduction. Um, one of the best things that have ever happened uh, to us. And Jeff is one of the best things that has ever happened to the mattress business. Um, his uh, average unit selling price is head and shoulders above everyone else's. His use of testimonials. Uh, was fabulous, but after you tweaked it, Simon, it became even more powerful than it was. So one of the things that I'd like you to talk about is when someone says, okay, I've decided that I'm going to get serious about testimonials. Where do I start? Where would you start them, Simon? I mean, is, is there something that you could point them to? Are there mistakes that people often make that they could avoid uh, just by going to one resource? Well, you know, the, I do have a, a free ebook available, which is the seven fatal mistakes businesses make with their testimonials. And you can always uh, go to my website. I'll give that out at the end, and you can certainly download that free report. But, Pete, if, let, me, let me put the question back at you, because whilst it's certainly good to provide resources and crib sheets like a, like a free report. If I said to you, where does a, a, a retail mattress business start to look at what they're doing and make sure they get the sale? I mean, they know that there's specific checkpoints that they need to hit, and they'll figure out if they're missing a checkpoint to work from the first question through to the sale, won't they? Yeah. And they'll be able to troubleshoot it, triage it, and fix it for themselves. Well... In a way, it's the same thing with reviews, and it might sound like a non-answer, but coming up with the answers that I have for testimonials and reviews comes down from doing the one thing that almost no other business has ever done, amazingly, which is just take the time to sit and look at how you would get a review or a testimonial in your business instead of the sale, or how would you add that in along with getting the sale. So... Each of your retailers will have a slightly different process or procedure or script. There may be many similarities, but the process that they follow to walk a customer through, diagnosing what their needs are, um, have them look at different products, ruling the bad ones out, the ones that don't suit them, and ending up with something that they want to spend money on and walk away with. And I would say really there's, there's, there's a couple of things just you really want to bear in mind. And one of them is that... Customers may say that they'd be happy to post a review, but don't let them walk away without getting a promise from them. They may say, yes, they'd be happy to do it, but that's not the same as an actual verbal commitment. A promise is very, very powerful. And so if you look at 
when in the right uh, when is the right place in your sales procedure to do that it's going to, you can certainly bring up the, the the commitment right at the beginning but the right time to go in for the kill is when the transaction is done so when the customer signed when they've paid or better still when you've actually delivered the mattress and set it up or when the bed sheets are on there um, because they're, they're actually able to see their finished product. It would be even better if you could get a review from them after their first night of sleep. But the problem is your delivery men won't be there after the first night of sleep. They'll be there before the first night of sleep. But it's, it's taken a time to work out what works for your business best based on what you're doing. And it's thinking about getting the agreement, getting the commitment from the client, and also making it easy for them to follow through on that commitment. So... Whereas some businesses, like the business owner likes to write the testimonial for their client and just have the client sign it, they all, that puts a lot of burden on the business owner. If you use something like a feedback form or a survey with open-ended questions that your customer has to answer, then you're making it very easy for them to give you a review, but you're also framing it with the right questions to help them tell their story. And if you make completing that form um, a necessity, so you, if your guys are delivering mattresses, for example, you tell them this feedback form has to be received, completed. It's part of the delivery notes. So if you make a delivery note in your feedback form, the same piece of paperwork, and all the fields have to be completed, then you just made it procedural for your firm to get reviews or rather testimonials from every customer, in this case, you deliver to. Boom. And if your staff come back without the testimonial, without the form filled in, well, that's a disciplinary matter as far as I'm concerned. It's part of their job. Either if you don't do it, there's other guys out there who will. Would you like to keep your job? <laughs> so let's talk about the 800-pound uh, gorilla that's in the room, and, and here it is. I have had dealers that have been sideswiped by customer review sites. Um, they, they feel like they're almost being hustled into join in Yelp, or they'll be the victim of unscrupulous customer reviews. How does a customer in this new world that we're living in, because, you know, the business 10 years ago is different than the business today. Yeah. And how does a, how does a retail mattress and furniture store owner protect their business from getting sideswiped by customer review sites? It's happening every day well first thing i'd like to say is i think that yelp are getting closer and closer to a class action lawsuit yeah there sh um, should be one um exactly what they're doing with their reviews and what their criteria are i'm not sure but the more reviews that i'm handling the more i'm beginning to find out about them now if you're getting bad reviews posted about your business there's two things that you should be doing one is if the review happens to be truthful as opposed to malicious, then here's a reality check for you. You're not going to get great reviews if you give lousy service. Yeah, for sure. And, and it may be that there's a, there's a customer that just is never happy. No matter what you do, no matter what objections you try to eliminate and improve your customer service, there will always be someone who's unhappy. You know, they may end up, the only thing they can complain about is that the mail you sent them, the, the stamp wasn't straight on it, you know, on the envelope. But you want to do everything that you can to, to get rid of anything that they can complain about. So, and this shouldn't be hard. Um, 
like with some of the law firms I'm working with, uh, a criticism leveled at a law firm occasionally is that the client never, never met, never shook their hands off, never even spoke to their lawyer. And that can be changed systematically by making sure that every time there's a new case, the lawyer makes a, a short outgoing call. Or that every time the client is in your office, you make sure the system is you drag the lawyer out of their office for two minutes. You make apologies that they're busy and they have a meeting to go to. But I just wanted to step in, meet you, shake your hand and, and say thank you for being a client. I'm sorry, i got to go. But there are systematic things you can put in place. You're not going to get a good review if you're bad at what you do. But the other thing is, see, if the only reviews you're getting and you're trying really hard to give great service, but then you're only finding that occasionally... The only review you get is a bad review, and you don't have many reviews, but they're obvious because, say, the one review you've got is a bad one. What it really means, if you've got good service, is that you haven't focused your strategy, you haven't focused on a strategy of getting positive reviews posted. You're just, you're just being you know, tossed around in the wind. You're at the mercy of what someone else does. You're being a victim. You're allowing yourself to be a victim because you haven't taken control of the situation. And the way to take control of the situation is to start actively pursuing reviews, because the way to lose a bad review is in a sea of good ones. First of all, if there's anything that is justified in that bad review, address it. You have the right of reply. But if you've improved what you've done since that review, mention that too, and invite the customer to come back and, and try you out. Maybe you'll give them a credit. Mention that in, in your right to reply as well. You want to neutralize the criticism that you have and look like you're the better party. And if you're always aiming to do better and you're always aiming to rectify it for a slighted customer, then no one reasonable can fault you. But if you want to lose those bad reviews, you want to turbocharge your efforts to getting your great clients to post reviews and be confident that it's going to happen. Yeah. I think the point that you make is fantastic. So so, you know, if you have no reviews, you are really just waiting for one bad review. And if you have a malicious competitor who wants to hurt you, they can post a bad review that's baseless, but it could hurt you. But if you have a sea of hundreds of reviews on uh, and testimonials, there is no way that a malicious competitor's one review is going to hurt you or, or even a few bad reviews is going to hurt you because you have um, all of this ammunition uh, that is already out there in terms of good reviews, great testimonials that are really kind of doing a lot of the work for you. Yeah, if you've got one bad review, but you have uh, 100 or 150 happy transactions, happy customers, new customers every month walking through your door, then you are the problem because you're not making it happen. You know, the bad review isn't a problem, and complaining about the one bad review isn't going to fix that when you've got 100-plus happy customers every month. Well, what are you going to do to start talking to them about, will they post a review? What are you going to do about talking to them and getting their commitment, their promise, that they will go away and post a review? And let me share with you, Pete, um, four questions, if I may, that your retailer should ask sure. to get their reviews. So the first question is, would you recommend our store to friends and family? Would, if they say yes, then it's good bet that they'll answer yes to the second question. So you lead on to the second question, which is, would you be prepared to post a five-star review on Google? 
for our business? And if they say yes, then the third question is, um, would you be prepared to make time if uh, one of our associates from the store gives you a call and helps you post that review? Because we don't leave anything to chance. And I'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but then the final thing is, if they say yes, they will make the time. Then number four is ask them to promise that when they get that call, they will make the time and follow through on, on the review. So, because what I do is I have, I have people who work with law firms, for example, to get those reviews posted. We contact their clients on their behalf. And here's the rabbit out the hat. We use screen sharing technology. So we connect to the client's computer and then we can see what they can see online. And we help them compose their review and we make sure they submit it. Anything that needs to be done, if they need to set up an account with Google, if they need to change their password, if they need to confirm something, we're there to hold their hand and make it very easy to make sure it happens. So when we ask them for their promise, we're asking them to say, yes, when that person contacts me to connect into my computer screen and walk me through posting that review, guaranteeing it will happen, yes, I promise I will spend the necessary time with them to get that review posted. So there's no guesswork involved in this, Pete. I, I, awesome. I don't have guesswork. It's, it's guaranteed. You're sharing all of uh, your secrets, Simon, with... Uh with our listeners, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my, of my heart. For uh, those of, of uh, our listeners who are serious now and who want to get more information on uh, testimonials and reviews, how do they continue this conversation with you, Simon? Okay, so they can get the uh, f free ebook that I talked about earlier, The Seven Fatal Mistakes. They can also find out more about the service and how we do it, they can get in touch with me all by going to www.fountainfeedback.com. So that's Fountain, F-O-U-N for November, T-A-I-N for November, Feedback, F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K.com. Awesome. Simon, thank you so much. Our listeners, thank you. And I'm sure you will get some feedback from our listeners. Thanks. Look. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Pete. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, Sell a million. Thank you.